Hey, how's everyone doing? Great. 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 Well. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, Kev? I'm good. So, so where do you want to go from here, Steve? <laughs> do you want to talk about what everybody's drinking? Someone just said Ian's not looking so well tonight. Ian is the night off. Yes. Ian is not here tonight. Yeah. I'm uh, drinking Hogarden. I don't know what I'm drinking. Julie made this for me. It's got uh, rum, and that's all I know. That, that blows my mind that you would just take a glass of something, have no idea what it is, and just start he, drinking he it. He trusts her. He trusts yeah. I, I know. I, it's why well, I'm alone. I live alone. You know, I just, I just, that's, that blows my mind to think that you'd be like, oh, all right, I'll drink that. If you went to a party and somebody gave you, somebody that you knew, obviously, gave you a, a you wouldn't just be like, oh, thanks, buddy. I'd be like, you drink it I'm first. I'm pretty positive I would ask what's in there before hmm. I took a Kevin, sip. Kevin knows everything that's in his house. So, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? I do. <laughs> <laughs> and is it good? You like what you're drinking? Yeah, it's good. I don't know what the mix is, though. I don't know what it's I guess with. it helps it's in a clear glass. That That's a good start. Like, nope. if it was in, like, a plastic, like, white cup, then I think I would definitely take an inspection or ask because you're not sure, but I guess you're right. Yeah. Would you do the awesome. smell test first? Maybe. Yeah, maybe a little sniff, a, a, you know, a, a, a tiny taste. Bobby, you got nothing on this? No? <laughs> I'm basking in your... Um... Uh, paranoia, nice. <laughs> yeah, paranoia would probably be the yeah. better word. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I am drinking crystal clear Philadelphia tap water. <laughs> so <Yeah>. not <laughs> not crystal clear, but yeah. That's why it's in a mug you can't see through. She doesn't want to see the water. That's true. See it moving and breathing. <laughs> yeah. Did you Settling. On Facebook, they tell you to go to um, Zoom meetings, fill your mug with um, water, I mean, sorry, with wine, tape a, um, a tea bag string on oh. the side so it looks like you're drinking tea, but you're actually drinking wine. Jesse's drinking tea, right, Jess? I am drinking tea that I've taken the tea bag out. <laughs> oh, look, it's a punch-up podcast. It's, your, your tea is done steeping. And then I've poured wine in my teacup. That, that tea bag thing is a great idea. I wonder you can like, but you could do it to anything. You know what I mean? Like I, like, I, like, like, you know, like if you have a, just any kind of container, if you put a little tea bag out of it, it's like, oh, there's tea in there. Don't worry about it. Like a box. Just tea in there. <laughs> yeah, it's like, tea, guys. It's just tea. It's just tea in there. It's, you know, don't worry about it. Yeah. What was that? A mic's hard? Don't worry about it. You'll find out later. That's my second drink. Oh, yeah. You're back up. Yeah, Cops pull really you mean. over. They want to look in your trunk. The little tea bag sticking out. They're like, "Oh, it's okay. It's just tea." And you're hammered, but you have a little tea bag sticking out of your pocket. <laughs> yeah, that gets you out of it. There's a duffel bag with a blood stain under it, but the tea bag is hanging tea out. Bag. Of the bag. Just tea. Just tea. Hey, this is Steve with the Punch Up Podcast. With me on this episode are Jesse Preisendorfer. Hey, Steve. Hey, Gattaca. Hi, Steve. Bobby Block. Thanks for having me, Steve. Thanks for being here, Bobby. And our storyteller, our first storyteller, is Kevin Reagan. Kevin? Guys, this is a story about the time my wife poisoned me. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? No, it's totally not. I poisoned myself. So this is a story. I'm going to take you through time a little bit. This goes back uh, starting in the 70s. So... Um, my mother and father met in 1970, and they moved into their home somewhere before 1973. I don't know. I could have asked my mom today, but I did not do that. Were they married, or were they really cutting edge and lived together? No, they were very conservative. They were married. They lived in an apartment. They got married in 70, lived in an apartment for a handful of, we'll say, months, maybe years. And then before my brother was born in 73, they moved into a home. What, in what, uh, what town? Westchester. They, they lived I mean. in Westchester forever. Like, my mom is still there. So, mm -hmm. that my mom was from Broomall. My dad was from uh, Steve's Neck of the Woods, from Lake Havertown. And they moved right down. They jumped on Baltimore, uh, uh, Westchester Pike. Right. Drove right down until they found a home. So, why don't you have a Delco accent? Why do I or don't I? Why don't you talk like Delco? They're not Delco. They're Chester County. 
Oh, you have a Chester Co. accent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Julie would tell you. My wife would tell you that uh, I am a West uh, Chester County snob. Get her we, into it. Okay. <laughs> we live in Delco now, but um, for a long, long time, I would point out the finer things in Chester County. <laughs> so did your grandparents live in Brumall? Yeah. My grandparents lived in Brumall. Um, I think they did lived you, in... Did you spend any time there? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Do you remember the pet store on uh, on the pike? No. Oh, you right. weren't there? No, my, my, I had an aunt that lived in Brumall, and we used to walk, stay like a week every summer with her and yeah. walk along, what is it, Baltimore Pike or Westchester Pike? It's Westchester. That's Westchester. On Westchester Pike, we walked to the pet store often. Yeah, they, they lived um, to, like the furthest end, because they're, they're basically media where they, where they were. It was right behind um, the park, Rose Tree Park there. And then uh, we went to Brumall Swim Club for yeah. years and years. My aunt actually lost her house because they built the Blue Route. Oh yeah, eminent domain and took her house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this media, this media back then was it was it cute, adorable media back then, or was it? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the trolley when the trolley used to come through in media, you had to pull to the side because it was so big that, and the roads were just so tight, and the cars were enormous. So I don't know how the hell that trolley ever went down the middle of the uh, the road in media. But now it's real slender and all the cars are real tiny, but everyone still stops when the, when the um, uh, trolley comes through. But this is not media. Stop talking about Delaware County. This is Chester County. Um, and it, it's a place right off of South Concord Road. House is still there. And that's where they moved into. And there was nothing there. It was like a little development right behind them and then their home and right next to them was a family named the Breslins. And they were like, also recently married within a few years. My brother Brian was born in 73 and they have two girls that were about his age and then a daughter that was my age and then a son who was a little bit younger. So South Concord back in those days was a long run with no stop signs. So my, my mom and my dad especially would write letters all the time. They wanted a stop sign put in because they had buried a couple of dogs, not Aww. their own dogs, but like neighborhood dogs. Because oh, and your, and your just, parents had buried them? That's very nice of them. My dad, yeah, my dad and Norb Breslin, the next door neighbor, he would help. And they, sometimes they were their dogs and they would have to, you know, it was just cars would just tear down the road. Were there dogs that were killed that people couldn't claim? I don't know if they could claim them or not. Your um, dad was just burying dogs without yeah, people dad, knowing? That's what he did. The dogs. Yeah. They he was just like, like burying dogs. Did anybody for, see for the, the hobby. car? Anybody see the cars hit the dogs? It was yeah. the same car every time. Yeah. Those cars back then were made to hit car, hit dogs, and and you know. The, Kevin's the, impression of cars back in the seventies. It's very they were scary. Houses. They're big, they're like, and dangerous. Like yes. snow, like cow catchers in the front of trains. They all yeah. had yeah. dog catchers in the yeah. front. So Kevin, when you said it, there were no stop signs. Were there intersections? The only intersection was there was a development behind them mm -hmm. that came out on the road, and that was just a look and take your chances. But the next intersection would be all the way up on Westtown Road, and then it would go all the way down South Concord until you hit, essentially, not a dead end, but you couldn't go any further. You could either go right or left. You couldn't go straight, or you'd end up in a field. But they oh. wanted them to put stop signs where there were no intersections? They wanted a stop sign where the development started behind them, be just to stop the speeding traffic coming down. Break it up. I would argue that that's more dangerous, because who expects to see a stop sign it wouldn't, it wouldn't be, yeah. no I, don't think, I don't think I'm giving you, there, there was a development that came out and then to the right and to the left is South Concord. That, they wanted a stop sign there. So you would have to stop so people could come out, but more importantly, so dogs could cross the road if needed. Had be. they considered possibly making one of those walkovers that the dogs could have just walked over the highway yeah. instead of trying to take the shortcut across? The, or yeah, a dog tunnel. They or did not exist in, tunnel? this is about 1973, 1974. I don't think that was a thing. Nobody, nobody leased their dog back then. They just let the dog out and run around the neighborhood. Huh. Who let the dogs out? Who? Who? I don't have that song ready to go. Speed bumps would have been the way to go. Well, that's I what think. the dogs were. There <laughs> <Right>. you go. <laughs> so, are we done? Is that the button? Are we done? So they were very big on wanting to um, put in a stop sign. Then they got... Uh, notification that another development was going in right up the street. It was a big field and they were going to develop this into a, a huge neighborhood and my parents were pissed. 
And especially my dad was like, no, 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 no. Because that's where he buried all the dogs. He's going to have to move all those graves. Very possible. Somebody's going to start asking questions. They just moved the headstones and they didn't move the bodies. It'd be like ghost dogs everywhere. It'd be like poltergeist all over. Yeah. Yeah. So they did. They they signed petitions and they were like, you know, we don't want this development. And again, that's about 1970. That At that point, it's probably 76 because my brother was born in 77 and he never lived in that house. He lived in the new house. So eventually my parents gave up. It, you know, it's the if we can't beat them, join them. They gave up on protesting and decided to buy a house in that development and get the hell off of South Concord. That was so, yes, yeah, they ultimately did in 77. They moved around the corner to the home that my mom is in to this day. So fast forward a little bit, and now I'm of school age. So this is probably about 1970. Oh, this is, I'll start with 1978-ish. 1978, 19, maybe 79. So I'd have been Star about Wars. four years old. Star Wars had come and gone in 77. Elvis and was still alive, or did he die in 77? Who? Elvis. 77, he died. That sounds right. Yeah. I think August, right? August of 77. August Bobby, you're an Elvis fan. What do you think? Uh, Elvis isn't dead. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> so um, I decided at about three years old to uh, get myself a little snack in the new house. And I thought for a second you were going to say cross Concord Pike. South <laughs> <laughs> Concord, I was going to walk across. So this is the beginning of Pet Cemetery. This is far enough removed from South Concord that I could walk across my street and it would be fine. Our, oh, our development was gorgeous, too. It had sidewalks and street lamps, which, like, nobody had those. So that was, like, really a perk. I think, like, the, um, the guy who developed the area, his mom was supposed to move into that development. So he was making it, like, very, very nice. And I don't know if she passed away beforehand, but we, we bought her house. So That sounds like an explanation that, an, like, a kid that was, like, five would believe you know what i mean like that was the the thing the kids talked about and said well the reason it's so nice here is because the developer was going to bring his mom in you think that's not true it might not be i it just, it just sounds like something that the kids would like propagate lore i've been yeah, lore. i think it's just the gorgeousness of chester county clearly yeah. chester county has coming out yeah so i decided one day um at like three years old, I would like a snack. So I pushed a chair up against the sink, climbed up on the chair, opened up a cabinet. And there was a dead dog. (laughs) No dead dogs, not yet. There are no dead dogs in this story. I I started with the dead dog and I think I I shot my water. (laughs) Sorry, so we're done with the dead dogs. Okay. No more more dead dogs. Okay. Um, Dead people coming up in a minute though. So I opened the cabinet and I found baby aspirin and decided, oh, these are like candy. So I ate a whole bunch of baby aspirin. (laughs) That's not bad though, is it for a kid? It's really bad for a kid. It just makes their blood thin, doesn't it? Yes. (laughs) It does a lot of things. Yes, he had a stent put in at three. So he needed the baby aspirin. Well, that it runs out of their body. Yeah, shoots right out. Oh, look, Jill's saying in the comments, I did that too, baby aspirin that is, yeah. Everyone loves baby aspirin. It's delicious. Delicious. So, and this is back at a time when all that stuff was delicious too. It was like, it was good. And I was talking to my mom about this because this leads into this part of the story. But I was talking to my mom and I said, how how can I open it? Like, like at three years old, like how come, isn't it childproof? Like, and she said, no. And then I looked this up. In 1982, there was the big Tylenol scare. Do you guys know? Okay. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people know this, but if you don't, I'll tell it very, very quickly. But it primarily happened in Chicago where somebody, and it's never been, they've never actually found out who did this, but somebody tampered with the Tylenol. And in those days, you just pop it open. There's no um, foil. There's nothing like that. There's no like, you know, child cap. Just pop it open. And somebody basically took it, put um, uh, cyanide in, and uh, about six people, I think, died. So it was like a big thing. And Johnson & Johnson, who owned the bulk of um, Tylenol, they recalled like 31 million bottles. And that's where childproof, childproof, tamper-proof came from. But tamper-proof did not come into effect until 1982 and beyond. This story takes place in 1978 
And then the next part will take place in 1980, not tamper-proof. Wait, I'm going to write this down. Hold on. Go ahead. Yes, right. I will be testing you. <laughs> I hope everyone in the chat is taking notes. This is a tamper-proof story. Jesse, it looks like you're writing it on a DVD case. I'm not. It's my, it's my day planner for school. So. Okay. This is important to know. All right. I got it. So, um, uh, yeah, too drunk to take notes in the chat. I get it. Um, so my mom had to call the hospital to, to our, my primary care physician or whatever, pe pediatrician. And he said, um, well, there are two things you can do. One, you got to bring him in and get his stomach pumped. Or two, do you happen to have any Ipecac there? Anyone? Ipecac? Yeah. Yeah, stuff that makes you, makes you throw, uh, up. Yeah. throw up, vomit. Yeah. Throw up a lot. And my mom's like, oh, I have Ipecac. So I took Ipecac at three years old, threw up a whole bunch, and I was fine, presumably. And then swore I would never do something like that again Wait, uh in the meantime yeah was it a traumatic experience to throw up like that like you're three years old that's not fun well it's funny because julie and i were talking about it the other night and she said oh that's why you had such an aversion to throwing up for so long and like i did like for a long long time i had a big big problem with throwing up but this is who we're talking about that kid in the middle oh this guy. I look like I might have baby aspirin in my mouth. Yeah, you're holding in the vomit. Look at so, that. I love it. I love the the vest you're wearing too. It yeah. makes it, it makes it look like a little tiny magician. Can you go back to that, Kevin. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, I'm thinking it's more than a magician. I think he looks a little bit like where is he? Scarface. This <laughs> this is the beginning oh, wow. of my drug days. Yeah. You get to, yeah. So, what ended up happening was um, the, collar, the collar goes all the way out to your shoulders. Yeah, past. <laughs> yeah, Kevin, that, I got to ask you really quick because yeah. I I assumed you're telling a story from when you were three. Is that this is a story that was told to you, and you're retelling it, and that, that I remember it. That's true. I don't, and I have a crap memory for a lot of these things. But also, that, three is too young to remember a story like this. I think. Yeah, yeah, and I do, honestly, I don't remember throwing okay. up or any of that. Yeah. Okay. This part of the story I do remember. So Write fast down, forward. Jesse. Write that down. Fast forward two years. Jesse is our math teacher, so we went from 1978 to what year, Jesse? Hold on. If it's two, let me do this. Okay. <laughs> this is a good time for everyone to drink. Our kids' homework next week. Can't wait to hear the answer. I think I'm she's drawing ahead. a picture of herself saying the answer. I'm not waiting any longer. Oh, here it comes. It's like uh, no, page. it's not. <laughs> Screw you, Jesse. So, about 1980, I'm five years old. I'm in kindergarten. I do remember this, and I don't have a lot of memories from when I was that young. My because mom. Of all the drug use. A lot of drug use. More to come. So, my mom would babysit like neighborhood kids or um, friends, whatever. So, because it was me, my brother, my older brother and my younger brother. So I have a, my brother Brian was born in 73, I was born in 75 and Eric was born in 77. Got that all, Jesse? Great. <laughs> um, and then my sister Valerie was born in uh, the middle of the 80s. So she doesn't count. She's not in this. You're no too fast for Jesse, you got it? She's good, she's got it. I seriously see her giving this to her students as an exam. You know, if Kevin was born in 77 and his brother's born in 78 and he threw up at three. How oh, many dogs die on that road? Right. <laughs> all of them. Is this on the test? That's all I get. This is the test. Look, people are following in the chat. They've got it. Yeah. We're moving on. Show your work. Everyone, please show your work. Right. So my mom would watch... Uh, various kids, including, if you recall, the Breslins who lived next door when we lived on South Concord. Three yeah. girls, one boy. Three girls, one boy. My mom would watch them, at least uh, the, the younger girl, Carrie, and the boy, Patrick. So she would watch them in the morning and, you know, get them ready to go to, I think their bus stop, my mom said, to, because, uh, although Patrick was younger, he's probably stayed with my mom, but Carrie would go to her kindergarten and I would go to mine which I was very surprised we didn't go to the same kindergarten because we went to grade school and high school together. So one morning I decided being raised Irish Catholic that it would be a great time to play communion. 
We're, yeah. This is the story, by the way. Everything else was preface. This is this preface. Is it's not a long story. It's just wait, a story. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say play <laughs> communion? Play communion. Yeah, Bobby, that's something that uh, little Catholic kids would do. Oh. Uh, we would play communion. You find something lying around that's, you know, Jesus-shaped or wafery-shaped, and you <laughs> hand them out to anybody who will take them. Or you take white bread and you just smoosh it down and make the little wafers yourself. If no. you're sissy, yeah. maybe. But I mean, we were we were into the real deal. So Necco wafers. Necco wafers were fantastic. They were fantastic for it. So, same thing with um, what were those little cookies called? They were the vanilla cookies, Nella wafers. Nella, Nella, yeah, Nella wafers. Oh, they were good too. I like those. I would, you know what? I would still be going to church if those things were handed out. Nella wafers. Nella. Everyone knows Nella wafers. So, um, would you be the person giving them or would you be receiving them? Oh yeah, no. I, well, I mean, so I, personally, I would be the one giving them. However, at the end of communion, you'll sometimes see the priest will, you know, take them himself and, and yeah, you gotta, sometimes like the, the actual, what's it called? The host, Steve? Big one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like that one, sometimes they'll break that all up and eat all of it. Like it's a, Yeah. <laughs> Because they can't, they can't throw it away, and it, it yeah. Oh, oh, okay. That yeah. makes sense. God, could you imagine? No. No. Yeah, right. You wouldn't do that. To go box? No. Okay. No. <laughs> Doggy bag? Oh no. <laughs> drive through. Drive through would be a good thing right now. You could do drive through. Nuggets. Those are like communion nuggets, and then the big thing is like the whole chicken. Like the the box, the six piece or something. Six piece. I don't know. I'm asking you. <laughs> I, I mean, you really, uh, typically in, in actual church setting, you only get one. It's one per person. Yeah. Unless it's BOGO day, then, you know. If you have coupons, you might have double coupons. Right. Then you can, yeah, unlimited. You can saddle up to the buffet. It's always an education when I listen to the Punch Up podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby. Catholic yeah. energy. Yeah, if, if Catholicism, as a Jew, yeah. Bobby, if Catholicism is a subject on Jeopardy, don't use any of this as research for answers. No. Okay. Yeah. Shoot, and I got to start writing other stuff now. Yeah, right. I got you. Right, go ahead. I got you. You got me. Great. So on this particular morning, uh, we decided let's play Eucharist. Let's play church. We probably called it church. We didn't call it Eucharist. That's cutting right to the end. It was let's play church. Maybe there were reading. There probably were readings, psalms, you know, a couple hymnals. A lot of fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Not play synagogue. You no. did it. Lost opportunity. I don't know why. We did. Never too late. Yeah. I mean, Jewish kids. Here. Jewish kids play doctor. Okay. Yeah, man, that is so true. We yeah. got to practice for the our future. <laughs> So, uh, well, we were the little pape kids, so we were playing Eucharist, and I needed to get, I needed to score something to be uh, the, 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 the host, the, the Eucharist. So, same chair, probably. I mean, those chairs didn't change until, like, the late 90s. Push it up against the counter. But I learned my lesson on baby aspirin. I wasn't going to do baby aspirin again, because that was problematic, and this is a little chair removed yeah they're little yeah it's teeny teeny tiny plus i threw up a lot so i was like <laughs> delicate little boy <laughs> yeah. yeah so i learned and instead opened up what was one of the flintstone vitamins would ultimately come along and be the best but before yeah. flintstone vitamins there were vitamin c tablets with uh oh god what's it called rose um rose hips rose hips yes yes that's it. So took those, still easy to open, and we would dole those out. We, me, I, I was giving them out. So I gave them to Carrie, I gave them to Patrick. I tried to give them to my brother, Eric, my younger brother, Eric, who is also a police officer now, and he was not having any of it. So he was like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not worshiping your fake God here. So he left. Was he questioning his faith or your faith? Mine. He was questioning my ability to, you know, transubstantiate and then right. dole out Eucharist. Yeah. So, That's and he is, and he is a narc, as Matt says. My brother is, he literally is a narc now. <laughs> so we were eating these things and I was eating a ton of them. Oh, Eventually my, my mom comes up and is like, what are you doing? She is risen. 
She has, yeah. Or just risen up the steps. She came right. up the steps. And I've got something behind my back. And she says, what do you have behind your back? Now, as I've thought this story through, and I talked to my mom this week, she didn't give anyone up because, you know, she's a good mom. She's not going to give anyone up. But I'm pretty certain my brother did go and tell my mom what was going on. Because it's weird that she would just kind of come up out of the blue and give me the old, uh, what yeah. do you got behind your back? What, what, what you, mom at you... is seeking out her children in the house. Yeah, yeah. What does she care? <laughs> and uh, Kevin, do you have a, a split level? Why, what do you mean come up? We had two floors. So I'm on the second floor. We're upstairs. I thought you were in the kitchen. Well, I went and got the Eucharist. Dave, you got to move from the scene of the crime. You can't, you know, oh, do it right okay. there. All right. Please. So from the kitchen, you went to the bedroom. All right. Exactly. Yeah. Just kind of squirrel away. This is that kid. I want to show you guys this. This is that kid Aww. that is our drug dealer. Is so. that what you wear when you give communion? Is that the, the communion robe? Uh, with the cowboy outfit? Yeah. I mean, you know, however you can get them in. It's, it's whatever it takes. And I do want to do this too, just so you know, these are my parishioners. So, uh, and I put arrows to help. Carrie's wearing, it looks like she is a bunch of grapes and Patrick, I'm not quite sure what he is, but he's already deep into his Halloween candy. Are Jeez. you guys the Fruit of the Looms? Uh, I don't know. They may have been. That would make sense. And then those are the other two uh, sisters. So that's all the Breslin clan there. That's some serious Joanne Fabrics costumes going right? on. Right? Back then, man. All homemade. Absolutely. That was a flock in need of a leader, Kevin. You slipped up. <laughs> yes. So I was handing them out. My mom comes in and says, what's behind your back? And for the most part, other than the drug use, I was a pretty good kid. So I showed her. And my mom said, how many of those did you take? And she took the bottle from me and she said she knew it was a brand new bottle because she had just bought it. And she took it and it was damn near empty. Oh. He was like, oh, shit. So, and I feel bad because again, two years before, here's this poor woman having to go through this as well. This time, the added difficulty of other people's kids being involved. So my mom calls Carrie's mother, Linda, who is a nurse and tells her everything has happened. Linda says, let me call poison control. So she, and this is back in the day where, you know, they're not, not like two lines or hold the line or anything. It's, you have to hang up, you have to call <laughs> control. Really? Come on, in 1980, whatever? Our kitchen, we, we definitely had a rotary. They're still around. Still. Yeah. Yeah. Aslan's yeah. had those well into the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Did, uh, did you see those costumes? Come on, they weren't on the cutting edge. Sorry. Yeah, there's no push dial yet. It's Chester County. They didn't even get cable till 1995. Please. <laughs> Chester County had cable like in the 70s. For what we spent our money on that, not the phone. So my mom calls Mrs. Breslin. Mrs. Breslin calls Poison Control. Poison Control says they will be fine, but you have to dilute it with warm milk. So that message is relayed. And my mom, why, Steve, why the face? I, I, I've never liked milk. I hate milk. All right. I mean, I don't when you were a kid, you didn't drink milk? Not really. I thought it was gross. Yeah. So take the Ipecac. Yeah. Get a yeah. Much rather. So did they did they say anything about the rose hips? Was that a big part of this? Like, um, you know, the rose hips was for rose hips makes you smell like a rose. I don't, what does it do? Yeah, what does it it's do? the the flavor. Yeah, the rose hips is for the flavor, and that's why it was good. Like it was it was delicious because of it. Oh, I thought it was like an herb that you know brought virility to the three year olds. I don't know. I mean, those hips are. I'm not sure what that cowboy was packing in that picture, but it's very possible. We ended up doing the milk. And I said to my mom, I was like, wow, and what did you do? Keep us home? And she said, no, you all went to school, which I thought was amazing that we're overdosing on drugs, yet we still were sent off to go to school. So That same day? Oh, like within that hour, yeah. Oh, wow. So you were playing Eucharist before school? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Do you to name a Eucharist? Yeah, that's the best time to do it. And what does the milk do? Does it flush it from your system? Like where you spend the whole day on the toilet? No, I think it coats it. I think it coats it to, you know, essentially protect your stomach because all that vitamin C, because like I would think vitamin C is good, right? But it's, I guess, bad for your liver to have too much of it. And, or I'm sorry, for your kidneys rather. 
And my family has notoriously bad kidneys to begin with, so not a good idea, I guess. I think it's the stuff that isn't water soluble, the fat soluble stuff, they don't want that to stick. So like iron, you can overdose on stuff like iron. Um, the minerals are bad. Vitamin C just flushes out of your system, so. I think that all that vitamin C is why I'm a very healthy person though. It's like typically I'm very healthy. With really thin blood. You've got to have thin blood after all that baby asthma. <laughs> all of the body of Christ that you've eaten. You're, you're practically a holy man. <laughs> the story started out with a lot more death and then just got. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Everybody died. Do <laughs> 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 you ever confession? Any other sacraments? Oh, my God. Oh, how many are there? So many seven? fun things to play. Eight? How many sacraments are there? Yeah, there's seven, right? Seven, right? Bobby, oh, that's can you name the seven sacraments? Baptism? Um, oh, Bobby. No, no, I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. Uh, like, like for instance, they're important, like, events that occur in, in, in the Catholic Church. Oh, this is good. Like, for what instance... Well, hang on. I'll give, I'll give you a hint. Like, one is taking communion, like Kevin just said. Uh-huh. Right? One is, <laughs> another one is, for instance, marriage. Right? So can you, you name, <laughs> yep, can, can, you name, can you name the, the other seven five? seven things that are holy in life? In life, no, exactly. Life. Over somebody's entire lifetime. Over um, someone's entire lifetime. Not uh, running uh, over a dog. No. Incorrect. Uh, one lines up with uh, our mitzvah, mitzvah, about the same age. Oh, um, uh, uh, uh. Oh, what's that called? Catechism. No. Uh, it's it's when you. It starts with a C. You're right. I yeah. Know. There's two that start with a C. We have it in 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 um. Oh my God. Confirmation. Very good. That's a Jewish thing too. There's also the one we've been talking about the entire time. Communion. No. They all begin with C. Oh wait, hold on. I'm sorry. You were right, but I didn't give you the. Yeah, there there's go. another one we talked about, though, in a weird way. There's another one that right. we talked about with the dogs. Your father probably administered it. A lot, it sounds. It's the last one you can get. It's the last one you can get. Oh, last rites? Yeah. Bobby! I think you've well. one left. Oh, shit. Oh, sorry. Trying to think what it is. Oh, 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 of course. Oh, oh uh, to have a baby. To give birth. No. To... To stop it. Oh, that, those are all sinful. To, to put that crossy thing on their forehead. No, uh, um, oh, what's that? When a christening. Yes. Keyword. A christening. Christening. Baptism. Christening. Sure. There's, There's one more. One more. This, it's kind of the trick one. It is kind of a trick. One. I'll give you the hint. If you get married, you can't do this one. Oh, and Kevin actually hypothetically did it. It's true. To do what he was doing. Lie. You can't, you and Bo you and I can't do it, Bobby, ever, no matter what. You and I could never do this thing. You, in the Catholic Church, we in can't the Catholic Church. But I can, and Steve can, and Kevin can. The boys Kevin can. and I can, but if, if, but if our, it, the wife is a problem. Yeah. Big problem. They, they would have to fall in a crevasse. Oh, oh leave, leave the- <laughs> That's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. What's that? I can't be a priest. Correct, yes. I don't have a special sound for that, so you just get one of those. What is the name of that? Ordination. Or ordination. Nice. Learn so much, you guys. Thank you. You are about to learn a lot, too, in my story. Well, then. Our storyteller is Bobby Block. Hi, Steve. Welcome, Bobby. The, the floor is yours. Thank you. I'm very excited to tell my story. I am a longtime listener, first time caller kind of thing. So I'm happy to tell you my story that takes place at Camp Harlem. So uh, Camp Harlem was the camp that I went to, the overnight summer camp that I went to for 12 years of my life. In New York? Uh, it was in the Poconos. Oh, Interesting. Jesse, do you know of this? I did. In fact, uh, Comedy Sports did a remote there last summer. We do a lot of road shows there now. It's in Kunkeltown. 
It is in Kunkeltown. Yeah. Why is it called Heart Camp Harlem? It is called Camp Harlem, H-A-R-L-A-M, uh, because ah. Joseph and Betty Harlem uh, founded the, the camp. I see. I would always, always have to tell that to people when I said I went to Camp Harlem. You said 12 years. So what age did you start going there? Uh, I went from age 10 to age 22. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was a camper, and then I was a CIT, counselor in training, then a counselor, then an assistant unit head, and then the theater specialist. Nice. Wow. Why did you not run the place? Did you decide, did you just decide that was it? I, I think, um, yeah, it was like, oh, you're 22, time to get a real job. Although- Is that your, your decision, Bobby, or theirs? Did they have this- Oh, software? no, my decision. They, they'll take anybody. Yeah, my decision. Um, I knew no one who went to camp. I guess Catholics didn't go to camp back then. Yeah, I we know, didn't. I was, I, I'm jealous of that. I was too, because I, I had some Jewish friends that went to overnight camp, and that, that blew my mind. Oh, yeah. The fact that they went away. Yeah. It was awesome, you guys. It was awesome. It, it's um, one of, it's the, those are the best memories of my childhood. Uh, it's one of I, the seven things that a Jew can do. <laughs> exactly. Good. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> go. Uh, yeah. So we, we, I had the best friends ever. I mean, I had, a, I had great friends at home as well, but um, my friends at camp, I'm still friends with my friends from camp. Uh, they last forever and it was wonderful. Place. You mean your Gentile friends from home? Yeah, those guys? Yeah. Gentile friends from home, Jewish right. friends. No, and some of them, sometimes they overlap. Like my best friend from home actually was my best friend at camp because we both went to the same camp. Right. Uh, so uh, the thing about my camp was that they, they would say that many Jewish camps and specifically our Jewish camp uh, was for uh, young Jewish girls and young Jewish boys to meet each other and make more Jews. At camp? Wow. Like you actually, that was an activity to do while you were physically at camp? No. We made bracelets at the camp I went to. That sounds right. better. That's just where they practiced. <laughs> it definitely happened, uh, but that was not one of the uh, activities on your activity schedule. But that was one of the missions of the place? No, that's that was an under, uh, you know, underlying unsaid, unwritten, unwritten goal. Yeah, we didn't have like you know archery, soccer, stopping. You know, like, right. That was not the schedule. Uh, but it, you know, it was a thing because we were one of those camps where, if you've seen like cliche camps that have the boys girl boys camp and the girls camp like across the lake from each other. So meatballs. Like, You're talking my language. Go on. But we did not have that. We, we had a lake, but we were both on the same side of the lake. We had girls camp and boys camp and each camp had 10 bunks. Um, but we did a lot of activities together. A lot of boy, girl, um, you know. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. But in your cabin was just girls. Yes, absolutely just girls. 13 girls, two counselors in a bunk. Wow. That's how I learned to live with people. <laughs> Um, Which is why you probably live alone right now. Exactly, Dave. I knew you were going to say that. Yes, that is that is true. So this takes place when I was uh, 13. And I really, uh, I shot up when I was like 10 or 11. I was super tall, super early. I had boobs when I was in fifth grade. Like I was taller than everybody. And it was hard for me to... Uh, get a boyfriend um, because they were all so short and it was just really awkward. Like it was crazy. So, um, oh my God. so um, can you see, uh, can you guess which one is me? I guess second from the left. Yep, correct. Right. So um, that's me. Uh, I am taller than my counselor who is oh on the Lord. left. Look at that. You're so okay. much taller. I was 13. Oh Were you the same age as the young girl in, with the baseball hat? Yes, yeah, so I want to tell you about the young girl in the baseball hat. Your daughter. <laughs> That's so funny. Her name is Beth Gantz. She was my best friend in high school and my best friend at camp. That is like a sight gag. That's it awesome. It is a sight gag. I mean, if you look at us again, she is tiny. They used to call us the Jolly Green Giant and the Little Green Sprout. Right. And we used to go places and people would think I was her mother. 
Hold on, hold on for one second. What's sure. with the, there's three people with shirts that are dripping letters on this picture. Is that, was that the thing back then? Oh, look at that. Wet paint, honey, and rain. That, thing. that, that right. must have been a thing that summer, yeah. Look at that. I didn't even notice that. And who's on, who's on that girl's shirt? Is that John Travolta? I've been trying to figure that out. I can't, <laughs> yeah, it is John Travolta. Oh, can we zoom in? How do you zoom in? That's definitely Travolta from Welcome Back, Connor. Nice. Yeah, that's a good call. Nice, Jesse. Nice. Wow. So, can yeah. I say this? Because Bobby sent me these photos. There are some other photos I have not seen, but she sent me these and I looked at it because nostalgia when she sent it this afternoon. And I called her because at first I could not find her in the photo. And I was like, <laughs> You're like, wrong photo. I don't think Bobby's in this photo. Why did she send it? And then you'll see another photo. And I was like, Oh, that's Bobby. And the reason I didn't find her at first is. The three girls along the back, their hair, I, I just, I thought they were African-American girls that were in the back. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, what I had was called a Jufro, uh, and the two women next to me, um, uh, my counselor and my friend Sharon Stern, they had really kinky hair, like African-American hair. And I don't know why we stood all three next to each other, but I totally get why you thought that. Uh, Kevin, I would have thought that too, but no, just Jewish. He's <laughs> got the curly hair. <laughs> so you saw how tall I was. You can show the, that other picture of me, Kevin, if you want. That's just another. Yeah, this, and then obviously it's like, well, clearly here's Bobby. Oh, that's Bobby. Yeah. There you go. Is that the uh, Eucharist that the guy? <laughs> I, was I did go to that camp. Yes, that's that's Kevin's yeah. delivering it, administering it. <laughs> So I was really tall, all the boys are really short. And, um, and you know, I want a boyfriend. A lot of my friends had boyfriends. There was just, they all went together and I just felt, you know, I just sort of stuck out and didn't. Not in a bad way, like we were all very, everybody was very friendly and all the boys were friendly with the girls. It was all good. Uh, I just wanted a boyfriend, I wanted a kiss. So um, back in the bunk in Girls 8, after hours, after the counselors would leave us alone for a couple of hours, we taught each other how to kiss. Uh, not each other. <laughs> Watch your face, Kevin. <laughs> uh, not each other, but our hands. So you would make a little circle. Each other's hands? <laughs> no, your own hands. So you make a circle the size of a Eucharist. <laughs> <laughs> These then, stories matched up perfectly. Yes. <laughs> and then Sue, Sue Ritt, her name is Sue Ritt. We, we, I checked this with her. We think that it was her who taught us. You would, you would kiss your hand and you'd stick your tongue inside there so that you would learn what to do to French kiss. And that's really what I wanted to learn, how to French kiss. So picture, you know, 13 girls in a bunk after hours, like kissing their hands. And When I was 13, I would picture that. Not these not days. Not anymore. Okay, good. Good for you. Uh, so... One of the things that a lot of other camps would never do is we had a co-ed sleep out. So once a session, oh my God, we would- That is just asking for problems. <laughs> I want to, I don't understand what it is. Sleep out, like outside? Uh, sleep out. So we, so instead of sleeping in our bunks, we got our uh, sleeping bags and mm -hmm. we would hike, you know, I thought it was like 10 miles. I oh think. yeah, of course. Like, it was probably like a 20 minute walk down the road. And uh, they'd build a campfire and we'd have s'mores and we'd do the whole thing and we'd all sleep there at night and then in the morning go back to our bunks like that was the sleep out. But, you know, whatever. But the sleep out was a really good opportunity for spin the bottle. And spin the bottle was a really good opportunity to kiss somebody not worrying about your height. Because you're sitting down on oh, your sleeping bag. Right. And, yeah. you oh, and also the down. fire is going, so not good lighting and, you know, you can't quite see everybody. There's no There's mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah. Where was all the supervision? Yeah. They were spinning the bottle too. Come yeah. on. Counselors had a pretty good time at the sleep out as well, I'm sure. Um, and when I was a counselor, I did too. Uh, but yeah, they were keeping an eye on us. It was a pretty innocent game of spin the bottle. So um, so anyway, I'm, I'm ready. Like I kissed my, my hand and everything. This is, by the way, this is just a, uh, this is, this is one of two uh, kissing stories, just FYI. This is the dogs getting run over part exactly, of Exactly, this is that part of the story. This is a lot sexier, though, than dogs getting hit by cars. <laughs> we had just forgotten about the dogs, and now we're back. <laughs> so, you know how you practice on a dog, Jesse? Oh. Forget it. 
You're going to have to put these stories together, Kevin, because there's too many crossover references. No way. I don't edit any. Oh, they they can go together. That's fine. <laughs> so we're we're playing spin the bottle, and um, I want. What is it? Pepsi, Coke, uh, Shasta. What do you think? Thunderbird, Mad Dog. Yeah, right. Yeah. Not alcohol, right? Too young. Uh, I feel Atri. Like Atri. Shasta. The atrium, yeah, like Shasta, or something like very um, not the good stuff, like yeah. lower level stuff. Franks, good call, Brian O'Connor. Atrium, Franks, made in Allentown. By the way, oh, David Green says flashlight. it was a flashlight. That's a good call. <gasps> oh, we have oh, been the flashlight. Flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> David Green, there. It's him. Don't, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin There's it. Pete There's people who are at this at this uh, little sex Oh, event. yeah, a I, lot of people. Lori saying it, David saying it, Bobby, you know what? Bobby. You, you're getting the details all wrong. You know what? Nobody said it was a cat when I was talking about the dogs getting hit by cars. This is like Ian is here. What I'm is glad I asked. That almost got by. I am so embarrassed that I didn't know that it was still All right, let's move on. It was a flashlight. Okay. flashlight. It was a flashlight. Right. Was it Camp Harlem? <laughs> was it Camp Brooklyn? From the Great yes. Okay. So, spin the flashlight. Okay, so now, please, uh, Kevin, bring up a picture of Jay Elkins. Ah, oh, this guy knows how to spin a bottle. Okay, so Jay Elkins is the, the, the little cute guy on the right. Oh, okay. Who's the troublemaker on the left that's yes, stoned? Billy Pearlstein, and oh. you got it, you, you nailed it. Yeah. That was Billy Oh, yeah. He's got the little <laughs> fake mustache going and everything. Yeah. And, and and let's not, I don't want to give Dave too much credit for knowing that. That's like, th that's cop 101. You see that guy, you know. Yeah, right. He's down. from Central. Hair parted in the middle. Yep. Yeah. Holler up. Was he wearing a button-down shirt at a campfire? Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta make it work. That's the Rick Springfield. He's Rick Springfield right there. Oh my God, yeah. So that is not a picture of the campfire. That's just a picture I wanted to show you of Jay Elkins, just to show you his cute little face. Oh, okay. This little you know, guy, this little guy know, there Beth, with the Beth gingham Gantz. shirt on. So remember Beth Gantz, little cute Beth Gantz. She, uh, I believe, ended up dating Jay Elkins. Um, also, she dated um, Andy Glenn. I Was think. he also like little tiny? Like they're both little, like this big? short. Yes, little all, tiny, all short. So there's cute little Jay Elkins. So we spin the we spin the flashlight, and there's Jay Elkins. I get him. I'm like this is it. This is my kiss. And I figured we're all French kissing here. We're sleeping out. So I go in, my big open mouth. He has his mouth totally shut. I basically consumed him from chin to nose. It's like this right here. Yes. <laughs> that is exactly what happened. You're like, you were Aww. like the alien. You were the alien covered in- I was the alien. That was- so embarrassing. He never I, made it out alive. Devastated. And so that was my practice kissing for um, for the, the, the next kissing story. Okay. So that's Kevin's I father came by to bury the body. He said, like, how big did aside. you have your hand? Were you like this when you were practicing? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it wasn't that I would, that my mouth was so big. It's that his face was so smooth. Yeah, he's tiny. Yeah. Did you see that picture of me? I was in Amazon. Yeah. Was it painful? Was it awkward? Like, did you right away like, ooh? Oh, it was horrible. I was so embarrassed. Did I you, did you, this, not to get too graphic, but did you try and get through? Did you... <laughs> no. Knock down the gate? No. <laughs> Back of the head. Bobby, you say, hold on. Bobby, you say you were embarrassed. I promise you he was in, more embarrassed. I promise he was more embarrassed. Yeah. Speaking also, on behalf of little dudes. Wet. Yeah. He was also soaking wet. He was soaking wet. That's what embarrassed me. Um, yeah. All right. Okay. So, so moving on. Wait, that uh, was a preamble to this? <laughs> there's a, there's a one more kiss story. Yeah. These the are one two dog. stories. Yeah. So, late, so later on in the, in the summer, uh, I, uh, I found, um, the, the person who I wanted to kiss. Uh, he was tall, dark, and handsome. He was in boys ten. I was in girls eight. He, so were he was. You, were you guys arranged by height? No. 
Uh, so he was you hadn't spotted him right away? It took you a little bit of time to find him? Uh, no, I knew he was there, but... Uh, was he partnered up with somebody else at the beginning of camp? I don't know the answer to that, actually. I imagine there was a lot of that going on. Was oh, he yeah. shorter when he got there? And then he just got tall as camp went along? <laughs> Maybe. Could right have been. <laughs> it wasn't the same kid, was it? Was it this kid? Did he just grow up? No. <laughs> so, um, so he was tall, dark, and handsome. Uh, and his name was Boris Gorokov, the Russian oh. exchange camper. <laughs> yeah. That was his full name. Wow. You can put your mouth on my face. <laughs> put In the Russia, the kiss mouth. eats you. Yeah. <laughs> look at him. Wow, Handsome. look at that hair. Wasn't he cute with his little dimples? Yeah, good looking kid. You know what else? You kiss that, that mouth's kissing back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Then um, show the other picture of him in his bunk. What? Yeah, these these what? are the gentlemen. Are the gentlemen of the bunk. So oh, and his bunk. That's right. him with the rugby shirt. Rugby on. shirt up in the yeah, up in the back. Okay. Wait, these kids are all the same age as the the girls were? No, they were a year older. Okay, they do look a little older. Yeah. yeah. Bunch of it's like all bunch of troublemakers. Oh, without a doubt. That's definitely the too cool gang. Sure. There's definitely three of those kids that are in Rikers right now, without a doubt. Mm, this is a Jewish summer camp. No. They're on Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, on- federal prison, federal <laughs> prison. Federal <laughs> prison. <laughs> right, white collar prison. <laughs> um, so anyway, so that's Boris Garakov, all right? So, um, Boris. so Boris and I uh, find each other. I don't know the details of how we decided to go out, but I will say that at camp, um, we had this thing, like if you go out with somebody, everything is intensified at camp. So if you go out for one day at camp, it's like one week at home. You go out for a week at camp, it's a month at home, right? So, yeah. So like I a lifetime, like, the whole camp. Yeah. Yeah. It's like middle school. I feel like um, we might have only gone out for like two days, maybe three days uh, before this thing happened. So, um, so what happens at Camp Harlem? Is, is that at night after evening activity we go to the back of the mess hall and we have something called milk squad and milk squad is where you get little pints of milk everybody gets Roni does not like where this is going <laughs> it's been established steve you hate milk <laughs> jesse hates some- dead dogs Steve, this is this is steve at camp um is there almond milk that i can have <laughs> Nobody was lactose intolerant back then. Or if you were, you sucked it up. Uh, so, um, so yeah, so you got, you got a little pint of milk and you got a cookie. And, uh, and that was Milk Squad. And then the boys went back to boys camp and the girls went back to girls camp. Unless you were going out with somebody. If you were going out with somebody, you got something that was officially called bush time. What? Wait, this is not a regulation within the camp. This is something yeah. that Jesse... Jesse's taking notes. <laughs> push time, again, not in the regular schedule, mm-hmm. but everybody at Camp Harlem, you ask anybody who went to Camp Harlem, they know what bush time is. Bush oh, time sure. is the time. I would never forget bush time. <laughs> bush time is the time between Milk Squad and walking back to your bunk for the evening. And is, this, you- is this a weird Jewish version of milk, milk, lemonade? And if so, could you sing the rhyme? Because I'd oh. love to hear it. <laughs> no, let me explain what bush okay. time is. Bush time is when you as a couple get to go behind the bushes and make out. Okay. That's bush Self-explanatory, time. Self-explanatory, I guess. Makes sense. I have to tell you that I grew up with bush time. It was ingrained in me so much that it wasn't until I was about 20 years old that I understood the double entendre. (laughs) Let me ask you this. There's one entendre, Bobby. There's only one entendre. (laughs) Not to me. It was like we go into the bushes and we make out. It's bush time. (laughs) What was was an acceptable length of bush time right i will tell you before you would get shut down lori david any of my friends from camp who are on could could correct me 
I seem to recall it was like five minutes, maybe 10 minutes. And the Let's count- wait for responses. Let's see if they pop It's just going to say flashlight. Confirm. David Green. Five minutes. Yep. Is David Green one of the one of the hoodlums in that photograph? No, no. Oh. Well, well, well. Hold on. Rick, through Lori, said five to ten minutes. And that's so, twice as long. Yes. I'm just saying Rick is really putting in the time. So Dave, five to ten minutes. Yeah, I don't... That's, I'll tell Rick you, was more it's loving. It's not how, how lenient your counselor is. Okay. So or how lenient your partner is. <laughs> If you have a cool counselor, then you get more time. Anyway, so, oh my God, I can't believe I haven't gotten to the, all right, here we go. So, um, so Boris and I, we go, it's, it's all the bushes that are lined up next to the girl's pool. And I, I, I can see it. There are couples. You can see like silhouettes of couples in, you know, in between or in front of bushes. And they're just standing face to face. And there I am face to face with Boris because he's my height. And I'm so excited. And I'm going to use my kissing skills that I learned on my hand. And, 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 the, and you learned from the mistake of uh, Jay. And I learned from the mistake of Jay. And Boris, you know, he's like tall like me. He's got a big face. Bobby, <laughs> do you want me to bring up the photo now that says bush time? <laughs> <laughs> it's all pixelated. It's <laughs> like, no. Security camera shot. Please search that on Google. I would love <laughs> no, it. you don't. So we go in. We go into each other. I Wait, what's this? Is, these are your faces. That these are our faces. Okay. This is happening. And Boris sticks his tongue in my mouth and spins it around and around like the spin cycle. Wow. And he doesn't stop. And I. I'm so grossed out that I cannot wait for it to be over. That's how they do it in Moscow. Spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. I remember you doing this behind eyes. his neck. What? You're looking at your watch behind his neck. I remember looking at the girl's pool. Like I could and, see. Like and I Bobby, is this because eyes. it's, is it too uh, organized? Would you like something a little more random going on? It was. I, hey, if I'm offending anybody who's a, a spinning French kisser, I'm sorry, but it was like that. Yeah. Okay? Brandon. And you said, whoa, 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 why are you Russian? Uh, no, is that not? Counterclockwise or clockwise? What do you think? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah you do. I believe you remember. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> so he does that. I go back to my, I'm like, Thank you very much. Bye-bye. I go back to my bunk. He goes back to his bunk. I am so- I have One more question. Yes. How many rotations did you let him get off before you shut him down? I think I was trying to be polite and just like, be like, oh, I guess this is making out. So we probably yeah. used a couple Five minutes. minutes. Five minutes. Right? Yeah, we probably did. Uh, so, go Dave. Yeah, Fred likes the uh, analytical questions here. <laughs> Yeah. He wants all of bush time explored. Broken. Nothing exactly. left on the table. So um, where are can I can I ask this? Where are hands during bush time? Yeah. Um hands can be feeling feeling up for sure. Okay. Right. Feeling feeling what? Where were your hands? I was not feeling him. No. My hands Bobby was doing this. Honestly, I <laughs> my hands were like this. Get me out of here. He was um, holding on. <laughs> uh, Joshua asks, "Where was your tongue during this?" I guess it was. It was on the way. Yeah, it was all the way. My tongue had no room for anything. It, it was, was playing it defense. Was. That's where it was. Locked. Yeah. <laughs> and the Russian hockey team was trying to score on her goal. She was playing defense. Yeah. And when that happens, it's a natural instinct. The tongue protects the uvula, so it's secure. Right. <laughs> That's what I did. Yeah. Steven Science Corner. <laughs> so I left uvula intact. Any uh, parting words? No parting words? I think it's like, you know, basically it's like gotta go. It's not like anything romantic or anything. It's like no. well, gotta go. Like, and I go back to the bunk and I'm, I'm, I'm literally like grossed out. Oh and, and I talk to all my girlfriends and um, at that age, as the, enlightened mature 13 year old i was um that was grounds for breaking up 
So oh. the next day I broke up with him. Well, that's, you know what you want. That's good. I mean, that's, at least you were uh, truthful yeah. with him. It was horrible. I didn't even tell him why. I didn't tell him why. I just broke up with him. It was awful. Yeah. That could have been a learning, learning moment for him, I guess. I know. Like, give him a second chance. Like, hey, what's with the machine? Well, of course I should have done that. You got to think of the, the like, the, the Russo-American relationship at that time. <laughs> also, it was very delicate. That's Cold War. Like, you know, like, Bobby, you could have been the hand that extended across the Iron Curtain. Bobby, but what year was this? Oh, Jess, we're not asking that question. We're not. I'm just, okay, <laughs> was it before or after the Miracle on Ice? Oh, I don't know. I think, we, Bobby, I think we need a year here. I, I know that we're going to out your age. She doesn't want to tell us. Don't do it, Bob. Don't do it. No, yeah. no, never mind. Yeah. Never mind. I retract my question. Again, I was with the wall Jesse, down, on right? the Miracle on Ice. I needed to know yeah. where it was. So uh, uh, the the only other part of this story is that um, he was so sad and heartbroken that he used to then follow me around a little oh. bit. Like he would sort of show up. And my girlfriends, and like, I am not this, I was not a mean girl. I was the girl who stood up for the girls getting bullied. Like I was not a mean girl, but he would show up and we said, and this commercial was out at the time. So I don't know if that gives away. We would say to him, since he showed up kind of like a little puppy, we mm -hmm. would say, Boris, time for Din Din. Oh my God. I know. You would I say don't know that, that reference. Do you, know, oh, you don't know that reference? I don't. Good. Okay. Okay. Oh, it's a cat. It was a cat. Yeah, I got a no from oh, Morris. Morris, right, right, right. Yeah, okay. Morris, the cat. Yeah, it was a cat right. food commercial. Morris, time for Dindin. Yeah. Anyway, um, and I didn't French kiss again till I was fifteen. Two years. Two whole years you waited. Oh my god. Wow. wow. Yeah. So two experiences at that camp for not good experiences, and you said shut it down. We're giving it two years. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't think I shut it down. It possibly was circumstances shut it down. But yeah, then, but then, you know, it opened up again. Things were good. So the next year, did you see Boris, Boris at camp? I don't remember, uh, but, but he was there, but I don't remember that, which is actually part of my epilogue. Wow. How was his English? Did he speak English well? Yes. Just not French. Oh. Ah! <laughs> Bobby told me she has the epilogue, so we'll let her do it. Go ahead. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. So my assumption of Boris Garkov was that um, after that summer, he uh, went back friend. to, yeah, he went back to Russia never to be heard of again. Sure. Okay. Sure. They sent him to Siberia, for Christ's sake. After that. He yeah. reported, when he gave them the report of what happened with the, the uh, American operative that he was supposed to turn. Yeah. So that he could get secrets because Bobby's parents were connected to the, the defense uh, contractors exactly. and so forth. Yeah. So then to answer Matt's question in the comments, yes, this is the plot to Red Dawn. Yes. For the Americans. Yeah. So I reached out to my camp friends like David, who's on, and um, Ricky and Lori. Uh, I reached out to a bunch of them and I said, hey, I'm going to tell this story. Uh, just, you know give me any extra stuff that you can remember about this story. And Ricky got in touch with me. He goes by Rick. I only know him as Ricky. Um, Ricky got back to me and he said, um, you're not going to use his real name, are you? Because Ricky got in touch with Kevin. Kevin, I believe we have Boris right now. Can you bring him on? Oh, we do. <laughs> so I said, of course, why would I not use his real name? He's halfway around the world. Exactly. And he said, well, he's a public persona. He, yeah. He's a financial commentator for CNBC. Oh. Bobby, may I? And no, not just yet, because there's one little thing. Okay. I go on and I was like, what are you freaking talking about? I go on to Google and I see Boris Schlossberg. CNBC. And I'm like, see, that's not Boris Garkov. That's not him. Kind of looks like him, but that's not him. So you're wrong, Ricky. 
And then I go to his Facebook page, Boris Schlossberg's Facebook page. And the first picture is Boris Schlossberg and all these Camp Harlem people. It is him. I am utterly floored. It is. I wonder if he's watching. Is he watching tonight, maybe? No. Out of the thousands of people that are watching? Here's what happened. It'll take too long to go through it, Dave. Yeah, okay. There he is. There he is. That's him. Does he look like that cute boy in the other You can see the resemblance. Yeah, I can see the resemblance. Good head of hair. Good head of hair. And then I have, there's another picture of him too. It doesn't really matter. But yeah. world, the worldwide exchange logo looks like how his tongue went. If you look at that. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Kind of swirling around. So wait, so, so the end of this is Ricky's saying to me, you can't use his real name. I'm emailing my friends. This yeah. all happened yesterday, yesterday. Emailing my friends like, ah, can I not use his real name? It's not- Should we not have done any of this, Bobby? Because it's not like we're recording this and can- No, 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 no. no. It, there's more. So I'm like, I don't know what to do. I guess I can tell the story without telling his name. Okay, I'll do that. And they're like, yeah, but this this epilogue is so funny that he's a real guy and he's not like some dude in Russia, blah, blah, blah. So Ricky puts me in touch with him and I Facebook message him and I tell him this entire story. Wow. And I say, can I use your name? You wrote this story out. No. I just- Did you say, hey, remember the way you used to kiss? And he's like, used to. I, <laughs> I'm killing it. <laughs> Really, I pull. What are you talking about? Remember American girls in New York love it. Remember our bush time together? Wow, I can't believe you 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 got in touch with him. Did yeah, it's like it's a story. It's not a big deal. It's not like he killed a kid and buried him. It's like I had a bunch of friends tell I me. I tried to get in touch with some of those dogs, by the way. I just right. for the record. Nobody returned your call. Yeah. I bet. Oh, and Je Jeffrey said, yeah, Jeffrey said here, Jeffrey in the notes. Oh, yeah. I like keep being interrupted, which is the way the show works. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. And he said, nah, fuck that. Tell the story. It's hilarious. Nice. That's, that's what he great. said. Nice sense of humor this guy and has. That is Love the it. end. That's did, you, did you not offer for him to come onto the show at some point? We should, we should reach out to him right now. I thought of that. Do you have his email address, Bobby? No, I have his Facebook. No, you... I'm not, I'm not going to bother him. And it's because I kind of tried to engage him a little bit more. And I, I said, like, do you even remember this story? Like, you know, thank you so much. It's so nice of you, whatever. And um, he, he didn't, he like wrote me a one line back. He didn't really engage. Sure. He's public too busy pulling down all the photographs of Bobby in his uh, <laughs> yeah. second bedroom. <laughs> I also apologize. I apologize for breaking up with him because I'm like, maybe that's one of his main stories. Like this shithead girl, bitch girl, apologize. Yeah. broke up with me after I kissed her. He's on the Punch Down podcast tonight telling his version of this story. Sure. Yeah. Hey, he turned his life around. He said, you know what? I'm going to use this. Yeah, maybe, the, maybe you, uh, that was enough rejection for him to go for the brass ring. Yeah, and I will say, you know, he's he's still tall, dark, handsome. Now he's wealthy, and I let another one go. His wife is watching the punch up though, and she's like, "Yes, sister, yes, <laughs> preach, love that spin cycle." 